the internet to an all new StuPod, the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I am Chris Swick. Chris, what's happening, my man? How are you? Have you lit off any fireworks at the wrong time this week? <laughs> uh, not yet, but uh, I haven't had much to celebrate. So Work on it, man. Get them, get them <laughs> fireworks up in the air like uh, like a bad baseball firework guy or something. Yeah, that guy was sad. I felt bad for him. <laughs> hey, man, make sure you're lighting up fireworks at the right time, people. It's true. He did have one job. It's a fact of life. So, uh, very happy to welcome you back to an all-new StuPod. Uh, we are, of course, in the thick of baseball's stretch run. Lots going on. Lots lots of news, lots of standings moving around. Uh, particularly one big one in the ALS we're going to talk about this week. But uh, our, our big topic, our, our, big, our big thing that we're excited about, we have Andrew McCutcheon joining us. And I told you guys last week that we were going to have a, uh, a former MVP and, and we delivered on that, didn't we? Chris? You delivered. You did. It was all you. It, it, it entire, I, I went to his house, actually. I'm like, hey, yeah. man, would you, would you come on our podcast, Mr. Kutch? Can I call you Mr. Kutch? Would and you, somehow would you, he said yes to that. Would you please be on the podcast? No, that, that's not what happened. That's not how it went down. But he but is on the podcast. He yes. Is, he is on the podcast. What else, what else is lined up for this week, my friend? Well, I think we've seen... Some like you teased a little bit. We've seen some movement in some of the playoff races, and I think we need to talk about who our favorites are at this point. We've, you know, some of the teams we we liked earlier in the season have come down a little bit. Other teams have risen to the top. So, are you still sticking with those old teams? Are you going with some new teams? We're to look at the race in the AL West. There's been some big time movement there. Then we are going to re-examine the National League MVP award. There's been a little bit of debate there on, uh, if you're on social media, you've maybe seen Stupid debate, if you ask some, me. some stuff popping up. So we have to talk about that. And then, uh, Barry Zito's back Barry in the Zito's. major leagues. So we're just, I think we have to celebrate that a little bit. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this week. We're going to have a Zito party. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm ready for that, man. I love me some Barry Zito. Yeah, um, well, I, we'll talk about it, but I'm pretty excited. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're going to start off with our interview with Andrew McCutcheon, so here it goes. This is the Stew Pod. Mike Oz and Chris Swick here. I uh, have the pleasure of being joined by... Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder and former National League MVP Andrew McCutcheon, who uh, we're very thrilled to have on the show with us. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Oh uh, yeah, thanks for having me. So, Andrew, I I have to ask, just you guys have an amazing team this season. You've been playing so well. I wonder if you ever look at the standings and just think, man, I, I wish that we played in a different division because you guys you guys are right up there record wise and you're chasing the Cardinals still. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it has crossed my mind um, a couple times, you know, and we are playing as well as we are. And, uh, you know, you look at the standings and you look at other divisions and, you know, you're like, dang, we're pretty much almost in any other division. You know, we we have a lead and we have it comfortably, you know, with the exception of the Royals, you know. And so if you look at that sometimes, but, you know, those are things that, won't ever happen so you know you just have to come to the reality that you know um the Cardinals are playing a little better ball they have more wins but you know we just have to control what we can control and we just got to go out there and, and do our best every time we step on the field I know you're not the the commissioner not yet maybe one day but um we, we saw the NBA kind of changed up the way they do their postseason seedings and stuff do you think given the situation that you guys are in and you potentially could be in a one-game playoff. Do you think it's time for baseball to do something and, you know, kind of rethink the way the, the postseason standings or set, seedings happen? Uh, honestly, I, I haven't given it much thought, so it's really something I can't talk about because, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going off of what we have and what we have in front of us. And, um, you know, once I, if I'm thinking about something that needs to be changed, that means uh, I don't agree with it. So, um, you know, I, I'm just going to uh, stick with what we got. And uh, you know, just just take care of business and handle it. And if if a change comes, then you know that's something that's gonna have to happen. And uh, regardless if I agree with it or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> so I gotta, I just gotta go out there and play. <laughs> Andrew, I wanted to ask you about some of the pitchers in your division this year. John Lester came over, 
Jake Arrieta obviously threw that no-hitter a couple of weeks ago. The Cardinals have a ton of young guys. I'm wondering uh, who are some of the better guys you've had to go up against this year because it seems like you, you guys have a tough task against some of these pitchers. Yeah, um, there are definitely a lot of tough guys out there, um, you know, especially in our division. Um, you know, uh, with guys like with like Arietta with the year he's having and how he's been pitching, um, you know, he, he's definitely been doing a, a great job for the Cubs. And, uh, um, you know, Martinez has been, you know, doing a good job as well for the, for the Cardinals, uh, a guy that, you know, was in the bullpen and uh, Wayne Wright goes down and he, he takes over. And, uh, you know, he, he's been, you know, really, really doing a good job for them as well. And, um, you know, those are just to name a couple guys who, who are difficult, tough, um, tough to face. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely up for the challenge and whoever that it is. And, um, you know, and of course, someone like, um, Kershaw, um, someone like Grinky, uh, those are some, some great guys, some great names. And, um, you know, you know, when you go out there, they're going to give you a, a battle. You guys are at the point now where just making it into the playoffs isn't as big of a deal as, as it was, you know, the first time. So, to you, like, what's what's a success this year? I mean, are you are you an all nothing guy? If, if you don't win the World Series, is it is it not good enough, or is it like, hey, if we make the NLCS or if we make the World Series, like those are great accomplishments for this organization? Uh, well, the goal here is to win a a, a national championship. Uh, a world championship, um, you know that's that's what it's all about. Um, that, that's that's why we're here. That's why we put these teams together because we all have one goal, and that's winning a championship. So anything less than that, um, honestly, is is something that you know I'm not looking for. I'm looking I'm looking to to, to get a ring. I'm looking to get a pennant. And um, you know if if no one on this team has that on their mind, then you know they need to be somewhere else. And uh, so that's that's the way that we look at it, and that's the way that we 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 uh, treat it. And um, that's something that um, I look forward to every single every single year that I step out there, regardless of the record. You know, that's what I'm shooting for, and that's what I want. So, uh, you know, that's always the goal, and that's always going to be the goal. The last couple of years, the the Pirates franchise has really changed fortune. I know early in your career, you played on some of the some of the losing clubs. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, if, if fans will come up to you from time to time and just thank you because because they remember just kind of going through some of those really dark times or, or I guess, you know, what's that like just being in Pittsburgh and knowing where the franchise was, you know, 10, 15 years ago and where it is now? I, you know, well, I've been on both ends. Um, you know, of course, like you said, uh, I've been on the losing end. I've been on the winning end. So I've heard both sides and, uh, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard things that weren't so great. Um, and then on the other side, I've heard things that were great. And at the same time, I've heard people who were there and that supported us even when we were losing for 20 years. Um, so, you know, you, you get it all. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's how you, it's how you, you take it. Um, you know, we, we are basically, we're baseball players. There's a lot of spec out of us. Um, so we get judged by our performance. Um, we don't get judged as humans, you know, so, you know, sometimes that's, <laughs> that's the sucky part of being a professional athlete, but, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what you have to live with. And, um, you know, it, it, but it is great just to have the support that, you know, that, that we've had from the fans over the years. And I'm just happy that things are, are changing and turning for us so that they can see a winner and not only see a winner, but see a team that has the potential to go even further and make it deeper into the playoffs and potentially win a World Series. In what ways, Andrew, does, does this year and this team feel different than, you know, the, the last couple of years, um, you know, again, because this, this is not like, Hey, let's just make the playoffs. I mean, this is, this is bigger. Is, is there a different, is there a different attitude, um, you know, in the clubhouse now that it's September and, and, you know, the postseason's right around the corner? Well, you know, the attitude's always been the same. Um, and, and so that's, that's the thing that never changes. It's just, you know, uh, her always says the game doesn't know that the game's important. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense. You know, the game's just the game. Um, you know, situations may change, um, you know, but at the, at the same time, we know that the game doesn't change. So, um, you know, that's how, that's how we treat it. The attitude has, has been great and we all have the same mindset and, and you know, and, and I think what's different with this club is, is that, you know, it's not, it's not teams, it's not guys coming in that are, that are rookies, uh, first year guys, you know, with the exception of, of, uh, Jung Ho, Gong, um, you know, but you know he's he, you know he's been around even his in his uh in his league where he came from in Korea. 
and, he, and he's just he's meshed well since he's been here and done a tremendous job. So you know, I, I think we're just a wiser team all around. Um, you know, we, we're, we're seasoned, and I think that, that definitely helps us. Yeah, and I want to kind of ask a little more about some of your teammates. Uh, that outfield you have in Pittsburgh is is kind of amazing. So I guess I'm hoping you can you can shed some light on some of the guys who who play next to you out there because you guys are young, you're talented. It's it's really one of the most exciting outfields in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is great. Um, I always joke with them and say, you know, since I'm the oldest, they got all the balls in the gap. So I don't have to run so much. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it's it's awesome because you know those guys are they're 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 awesome out there on the field. Guys with tremendous uh, just skill set. Their defense is out of the world. Their arms are tremendous. It makes mine look like a little uh, squirt gun. Um, you know, it's 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 just great just being beside beside those guys and um, you know you know Polanco with. Him continuing to learn, continuing to have to learn fast, and um, being able to um, own up to that task and do a, a great job, and you know Marte um, at the same time doing 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 the same. You know he his potential is out of the wall, and and or I should say out of, out of the ceiling. But uh, you know he he he's he's great too. He's great to watch, and um, they're just exciting, and I'm just happy that I'm I'm a part of it. So on on the show, Andrew, we also like to talk about things that. Beyond baseball, um, we like to have some fun, get to, get to know a little bit of your personality. And I know you have a, a big one. Uh, I, I once wrote that I think you were the coolest guy in baseball, uh, and I don't want you to be modest here. I want I want to know: Do you think there's anyone in the league that that's a cooler person than you? <laughs> uh well, since I don't really grade um, coolness, oh, you should. Um, you should. I, I don't, I, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but um. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I don't really think about that. It's not like I look at that guy and goes, "I wonder if he's cooler than me." Okay. So we'll, we'll just agree that. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll just take that agreement. <laughs> You're right, and if someone if someone comes along, I'll, I'll I'll let you know. All right, I appreciate it. I mean, it seems Andrew. It seems like you're also uh, maybe one of the nicer guys around the game. What what makes you angry? I mean, what gets you? What really gets you going out there? Well, what gets me going in, in a in a like bad way or like you yeah, know, like is there, is there yeah, that, yeah. Is there something that actually makes you mad? Do you ever get upset for real? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you seen yesterday. I threw threw one of the coolers because I was a little upset. But uh, um, I, I'm I'm such a competitor um, that you know sometimes my emotions get the, get the best of me. Like during the games, uh, you know, like yesterday, the game's tied up. Um, guy throws a change up, up, you know, the, I, I hit it pretty good. I didn't, I didn't destroy it, but I thought I hit it well enough and the ball barely makes it to the warning track. And, uh, you know, I'm coming in, I'm, I'm mad, you know, because I'm just like, if I'm in Cincinnati, that ball is out and we got the lead, you know? So, you know, it's, you know, it's just like, you know, you come home sometimes it's just like, man, you know, it's just the ball just sometimes it dies here at times. So it's just, it gets to you at times, you know, it's just like, you know, you look up and someone has 30 homers and it's like, Oh, oh he's playing in that band box. What if he played in Pittsburgh? You wouldn't have that many, you know, it's a stuff like that sometimes get to me because, you know, I do, I do compare our, our stadium sometimes to other ones as far as offensive stats go. I know, we know you can draw and do impressions and stuff. I'm wondering what other hidden talents you have that, that we might not know about. Um. Uh, I don't. I uh, don't know. Um. I guess I'm a good problem solver. Uh, honestly, I. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not like Inspector Gadget problem solver, but more like a <laughs> like like riddles. No, I don't necessarily oh, okay. MacGyver. No, I you know, I would. I would like to be MacGyver. You know, that would be cool. Just to you know, get out of all kinds of stuff with, you know, chewing gum and a rubber band, you know, that'd be, but, uh, well, yeah, no, that's, I think that's one of the things I really like to do, I guess. Andrew, a big deal was made about you cutting your hair during, uh, the off season, right before the season started. Uh, is that still a good decision in your mind? And what's, what's kind of been the best and worst thing about that this year? That's been a great, that's been a great decision. That, uh, yeah. and, uh, one of the greater decisions that I made. I was just, 
I, I love the fact that I cut my hair, and I was able to do it for a good cause too. I mean, people want to buy my hair; it's kind of creepy, but I mean, it's at the same time, you know, you can do it for a good cause. Why not? But you know, it was just that time, and you know, my wifey loves it, and honestly, that's all that matters. <laughs> so there you um, go. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it, and I mean, that's the great thing about it. The bad thing about it is people ask me why I did it. So <laughs> continuing to ask me why I did it, why I did it, why I was like, well, I'm not going to ask you why you cut your hair. Like, did you just get a haircut? Yeah, I got one a week ago. Why'd you cut your hair? Because I need, I need a haircut. Okay, well, guess what? It's been seven years. I need one, too. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the way that I look at it. Just tell them to, tell them to Google it, I guess. Um, I like that. I like that you, you know, talk about a lot of like under the radar music on Twitter sometimes. Uh, I, I was wondering what's some of your favorite music, music to listen to right now. Um, there's a guy, uh, his name's Marty, M-A-R-T-Y. Uh, he just came out with a, a little EP, um, like a few songs that, that I just listened to. I just downloaded pretty good, pretty good album. Um, uh, another guy, um, Tadashi, I use as one of my walkout songs. Um, he has a song. It's called "Be Me," and you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool. I like the concept behind it. And uh, yeah, that's you know those are like the two two guys that you know just just now like as far as downloading music goes. But I mean, the list goes on from Lecrae and Domenio to Taylor Swift. You know, I got I got it all. All right, so I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We know uh, your teammate, Adrian Burnett, is really into Batman. So I'm wondering if, if he's Batman in the clubhouse, who would you say are, like, some of his villains? Who's the Joker? Who's who's those guys in the clubhouse? <laughs> the, coaching, the coaching staff and trainers. <laughs> 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 We're cool. The, 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 uh, the, the, the teammates are cool. The teammates are cool. Villains, culture, staff, and trainers, though. <laughs> I like that answer. Hey, well, that'll that'll do it for us, Andrew. Uh, good luck. We appreciate the time. Hope uh, hope you have an exciting September and October. And uh, we just very thrilled to, to have you on the Stew Pod. Thank you. All right, yeah, appreciate it. We're back on the Stew Pod, and our buddy Bad News Ramen is joining us for a new segment he's going to drop some knowledge on you it is three strikes with bad news ramen he's going to talk about three topics of the week and i'm just going to get out of the man's way and let him do his thing well, I, I prefer uh drop in science remember back in the day like back in the 90s they said you're dropping science and i had a friend said hey man that guy's dropping science he's like well you should drop math too because he's not good in science or math uh, drop the so, science so the, then. Yeah, drop, drop the science. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna start saying yeah, boy, or something like that, and wear a big old clock around my chest. Um, hey, so the first thing I want to talk about, I, I brought this up before on previous podcasts, but I do live out in the Bay Area, and uh, San Francisco Giants fans to me are some of the worst fans around, at least when it comes to the way they get covered, the way that they call in the sports radio talk. And here's the problem that I have: is that these guys have won three out of five championships. They have made the, the San Francisco Giants in pretty much the team of the decade and they're they should be jumping up and down that the, this this team has won three out of five championships over the past five years and re- they're still complaining like oh they're letting us down this year oh they're letting us down okay if you guys are out of the playoffs this is your chance as fans to to hit Twitter to hit wherever you want to hit social media and and say and call you guys the defending champs the, the 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 typical this is a typical Giants fan when they first won their first championship I I walked in into a establishment with my Yankee shirt on and the person that was working there she's like oh you like the Yankees I'm like yeah I like the Yankees and she's she's like oh man they, she's oh, I, you know and she got all mad and I was like what's, what's the problem I'm like who are you a fan of she's like oh the San Francisco Giants I'm like didn't you guys just win a championship last night they're like yeah and I was like so what's your problem and she's like yeah you know I guess you're right and then just to kind of stick the fork in her I was like you know the way that you feel right now is the way that Yankees feel all the time. So <laughs> act, act like you've been there. Be happy that you won your three championships and stop complaining that, that your team's off year. It's an, it's a, it's a, was it 2015, 2016 or whatever it is, you know, next year they're going to, they're going to be back in it. So that's the first strike that I have. Strike two. The, let's hear it. Yeah. Strike two. The second strike I have is, uh, is the great John Lester. And this is from our boy, uh, Chris Wick that report on it today. Uh, he finally got a, he finally picked off a runner. You know, good for you, John Lester. Why don't you do that last year when you allowed 
five base runners uh, during the during the Royals game, and you didn't look once at first base, and you just said like, "I'm John Lester, I can strike people out," and you gave up like what a five run lead. So you know, pat yourself on the back. I'm glad that you you can pick someone off when it doesn't count, but when it does count, you know what? Slow the game down. Get your composure, like Bob Welch used to when he used to get a grounder from uh, hit back to him on the pitcher's mound. Collect yourself, look at first base, and toss the soft over there to get the first out. So I'm glad after all this time you finally learned how to pick someone off, being that you're a major league veteran. Good for you. I'm proud of you on that, hey, even though it didn't mean anything. Give the man some credit for improving his craft, though. Come on. Yeah, I mean, what is he, like, what, 38 now or 36? Or, <laughs> finally, yeah, good, yeah, good for you. Finally figured yeah. it out. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't either, you can't teach a dog old tricks or whatever that, that good saying goes. Well, how about you can't teach a guy to go into the, to the playoffs and win a second world championship, which oh, you could unless you're hey. – if you held guys on base. All right, so Brutal. last one. Strike and three. Here we go. <laughs> this, is, this is a story coming off of you, and I, and I didn't want to like this story because I, I read the headline, the story that you wrote saying that um, – Major League Baseball is trying to come out with trendier awards where fans can can pick the winners and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Major League Baseball messes everything up so much from All-Star League voting to, uh, you know, this time if, if you win the All-Star game, it counts, you know, this, that, and this. They bumble all over the place. But, you know, this one I can actually kind of get behind. And I, I kind of need your help about it because they are – because I, I thought they are going to do, like, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's the, uh, the insurance MLB Awards. And they have, like, yeah. 24 categories, everything from – one thing that's interesting is there's no AL and NL award. There's just one award for anybody. And then there there's, you know, best player, best rookie. But there's also stuff like, you know, best social media personality, best catch by a fan – um, you know, best fan interaction. So there's like some kind of um, more creative, I guess, or, or more modern categories. So and, and I and I hate to do this, but I, I actually have to give the MLB some credit for actually thinking about this. It's something that people can get behind. Uh, you know, they, they kind of MLB did this thing like the face of the MLB like a couple years ago, and I, and I remember it was like the um, A's uh, that one A's player that has like the glasses Eric, on. Eric Syndic- Sogard, yeah. Yes, yeah, Sogard. That's that's his name, right? Not Syndergaard. Okay, <laughs> Sogard. Yeah. But I mean, I thought I thought that was pretty legit. You know, I mean, it, it's a way to kind of you know all the Ace fans were getting behind it, and it kind of took off on its own. Uh, you know, I was worried when I first saw. I was like, oh great, these guys are going to have a say like in the MVP race and Rookie of the Year, but that's not the case. But because I was afraid of having like all Kansas City guys uh, win <laughs> the award. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think this is I, I think this is this is a, a good thing. I mean. I don't know what what kind of how they're gonna play play the show if if you know or, or how they're gonna present the awards with whoever wins, uh, but the idea is good. I mean, let's just see the execution now. I mean, let's let's try to make it something bigger. I mean, because I I, I kind of like it. You know, like as long as uh as as long as um who's the dude for uh that does all the broadcasting for uh, the Chicago White Sox? Hawk Harrelson. Yeah, as long as Hawk Harrelson doesn't win it, uh, the announcer of the year like that or or the call of the year, <laughs> then I'm fine. If I have to hear uh, he gone one more time or put it on the board. Uh, I am going to lose it. I'm glad I don't get that Chicago station anymore that I used to get on cable because that guy would just, I would, I mean, my ears would bleed whenever I hear this guy talk. So as long as Hawk Harrelson is, is, is excluded from those awards, then I think they have a good thing going. Chris will be sad. He likes, he likes the Hawk. I'm just kidding. He does. That, that, that explains a lot. <laughs> this has been three strikes with bad news. Ramen. This is the stew pod. We'll be back. Hey, we're back on the stew pod. My guy's here, Chris Swick. Thank you to Andrew McCutcheon for joining us. And uh, even though he won't admit it, he's he's a really nice guy. He's he's the coolest guy in baseball, I think. Who else you ever seen like dance into second base? You know, the guy dances on the base paths. Cool guy. Um, Speaking of cool stuff, and we talked a little bit about music, I, I forgot to, to give a shout-out to our music on the show this week, which I try to do, because I try to hook you guys up with knowledge, and uh, especially because it's like an under-the-radar guy. It's this dude named Richie Cunning out of San Francisco, who, who I like a whole lot. I've been following him for a couple years, and uh, he has a brand-new song out called Leave It Alone. Chris, I know you're really big into hip-hop, like we talk about every week on the show. Right. Um, so I, I think you might like Richie Cunning, because he's the only person I know who's ever referenced, like, Rick Rutschel in a song. He's, he, he, like, super raps about the Giants and, like, San Francisco and stuff. Uh, not in a gimmicky way, though. Like, he'll just randomly reference some Giants stuff. Right, right. So, yeah. Check out Richie Cunning. Especially there's a song called The City I really like. So, everybody, if you're into that. Um, and while I'm doing recommendations, I also want to give a shout-out to all the rest of our uh, 
Yahoo Sports podcast. We we are growing in numbers, folks. I think there's there's like five or six of us now. Grandstanding, of course. We've we've talked to those guys before on our podcast, and we've talked about them. They are the uh, our main podcast. But uh, there, there's a new college football podcast from Doctor Saturday. Uh, Dan Wetzel and Pat Forty have their own uh, new daily podcast on Yahoo Sports. Uh, there's a fantasy podcast now. So there's a lot of, lot of podcasts. Uh, go seek them all out if you're a podcast listener. And hopefully you like them just as much as you like us. And I guess hopefully you like us. Maybe. Hopefully you like us the best. <laughs> well, I was right. just saying hopefully people like us. <laughs> right, right. So, but uh, you should like us the best. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you, but... I just want to be liked, man. Fair enough. So let's talk some baseball, Chris. What's uh, let's do it. What's on your mind this week? All right. Well, there's a lot on my mind, but let's start with the playoff races. So there's only a couple that are kind of exciting at this point, and I think it's almost more interesting to re-examine who the favorites are in both leagues. So in the American League, it feels like it's it's been the Royals all season. But now Johnny Cueto hasn't pitched all that well. There's been a lot of concern about Greg Holland only throwing 87. I mean, um, Jeff Passan's concerned about that. Jeff, Jeff is. Jeff yeah, is I've, I've seen it a couple places okay, right. other than just Jeff. I just like to mention Jeff when I can. Fair enough. And then in the National League, uh, the Cardinals haven't been playing as well lately. The offense has been down. Um, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates are making that surge. So it seems like those were kind of the two favorites for most of the season. Now that we've finally entered the last couple weeks of the year, I'm wondering if you've changed your mind on the favorites in the AL and the NL. Well, I, I've, you know, I've been a big proponent of the Blue Jays all year long. So I look at things and I, and I see the American League uh, opening up in a way for the Blue Jays that I think could be beneficial to their long-term October planning. Um, I'm, I'm becoming more, and I think I've I've started at like on the Blue Jays bandwagon at the season, probably like a six, and I think I've just kind of risen, you know, like oh they they uh, they got Troy Tulowitzki, they got David Price, they're doing so good, they're hitting all these homers, and I'm like oh man, I'm at nine, I'm at eight, I might be up to nine now, I'm not sure, but I feel like I feel like the Blue Jays are are looking more and more like a like a team that I I think can go on a run in October, just with the offense, the pitching of course has been in better. Um, the National League. I mean, I think I'm still just riding with the Nats, man. I mean, isn't that the isn't that the pick? The Nats? Oh, sorry. Ooh, you're <laughs> scaring me. No, no, that's a joke, folks. Um, maybe it's a little bit of like being a prisoner at the moment, but I feel like the Mets are a team who, you know, I've been saying all year long, man. If you have that good of pitching, you can make a postseason run. You don't you don't need to have some, you know, fully stocked cabinet of offense uh they, they've obviously added Cespedes and he's helped I, I'm I'm um looking at them and saying okay good pitching you got Cespedes you kind of seem to have uh, let the Matt Harvey thing drift off into the past hopefully although we agree it'll it'll come back at some point so I feel like the Mets are a team that that their stock has risen among the the NL favorites okay so I'm I'm definitely with you on the Blue Jays I just everything seems to be trending up there and while the Royals have, have really been dominant and they deserve a lot of praise for the season they've had, it's it's always been a little bit more difficult for me to accept their success for whatever reason. I think it's because... Here come the emails, at, Chris. Here they come. I know. But I, but I think you look at the Blue Jays lineup and you're like, well, yeah, of course, this team should be mashing every pitcher. And now that they have David Price and the pitching staff has pitched well and Marcus Stroman is back, you can definitely see it there, whereas the Royals, I mean, that pitching staff, just on paper, is pretty questionable, and if Cueto is not pitching well, this is obviously a big problem. So I'm with you on Toronto in the AL. The NL is just a lot harder in my mind. Um, you like the Nats too, see? I, I, I knew I, it. I knew nope, you liked the Nats. Nope. I, well, so here's the thing. You mentioned the Mets pitching staff, but you know the Dodgers are going to have Kershaw and Grinke in a short series, and that's terrifying. And Garrett Cole has been a Cy Young caliber pitcher for the Pirates. So I, I just I have no idea what to do there. I mean, you're just saying I, that because Andrew McCutcheon was on the show. Well, I, I kind of want to go with the Pirates because <laughs> they've just been making the surge and they're this fun team. But 
you know, I look at I look at both staffs and I just think that in a short series, you know, the Dodgers, you can't bet against those two guys. So people in St. Louis I don't know. will tell you otherwise, Chris. Right. People in St. Louis well, yeah. will tell and, you all and, about that. You know, I don't want to fully discount them either because if, if they can get Matt Holiday back, that's a significant upgrade. I, I like the Dodgers. I mean I picked them to win the World Series and I, I would still I, I would still um, you know, be happy with that pick. I just think the Mets are, are the team that sort of I guess in my mind has changed the most and, and as like a, Oh, that would be nice if they make the playoffs too. Oh wow. They could, they could actually make a run. So right. I guess that that's the reason I answer the question uh, the way I do. But uh, I want to let's, let's dig into another team that it's looking more and more like, like they're going to make the playoffs and, and it's kind of a shocker. Um, and I'm going to ask you this question, Chris, it, it might have a word that's a little profane for your young years and I'm sorry. Oh, how the hell are the Rangers doing this, man? They're they're in first place in the in the in the AL West after beating their Astros on uh, on Tuesday night, and uh, they're they're playing again. Oh no, was that Wednesday? Yeah, I don't even know. Today's Wednesday. <laughs> You're not sure what day it is. I don't, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, we were talking this week about how it feels like it's Friday already, but it's, it yeah. should be. So it's Wednesday, um, and the the Rangers are in first place. They got a couple more games with Houston, obviously, so that can change. But even the fact that they're in the first in first place in September is a big shock. So, Chris, I mean, I, what I want is I want some explanation. I want to know how this is actually happening. Well, I think we talked about this on the last podcast, but you recently spent time with the Astros. I spent time with the Rangers. So clearly, it's me. I'm the good luck charm. <laughs> you're you're the bad luck charm. Uh, oh, no, I man. think I think you know John the Daniels, Rangers. Don Daniels owes you a thank you card. He does. The Rangers, though, they've overcome some injuries earlier in the season. So you had some missed time from Adrian Beltre for a while. Uh, a lot of the pitching staff had been hurt most of the season. Derek Holland, Martin Perez. I feel like they somehow hung around 500 despite some of those issues. And now that these guys are starting to come back and play up to their potential, suddenly this is a better than 500 team. Um, you know, something else I've kind of noticed is a lot of their hitters have come around, especially in the second half. So I'm going to hit you with some facts here. You ready? Can you can you handle facts. them? Yeah, give me give me all them facts, man. All right. Adrian Beltre since the All-Star break, 291, 330, 485 slash line. That's his usual line. And before that, um, he had struggled a little bit. You know, some the injuries probably played a role in that. He's back to normal. Rugi Odor. Uh, sent down for a while, came back stinks. up. No, he doesn't though, because <laughs> since the All Star break, two eighty eight, three twenty nine, four ninety two, he has clearly been a lot better. Exceptionally young, so this guy has a really bright future ahead of him. Uh, Shinsu Chu, another guy who got off to somewhat of a slow start since the All Star break, three hundred three, four thirty nine, four ninety. All these guys have played so much better. This is a team that has. It wasn't really, I don't think anyone was talking about them until about July, and they've just been so hot since then, and I think you can you can point to some of these performances as a, as a major reason why they've, they've made this run. I was acting a little naive, Chris, when I asked you to explain this, because I too have done some digging on this. And I, what? I, you know, well, when you have a question sometimes, Chris, the better way to, better way to figure it out is to like, do some work and figure it out yourself. That's a lesson, kids. Do some research. <laughs> don't just don't just ask Chris. Um, but we we've talked a lot on the show about the Rangers and their pitching. When we've talked about like, are these guys for real? And I think every time I've kind of been like, nah, 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 nah. and I feel like a dummy now because obviously, you know, they look like they're in they're in line to make the postseason. Uh, that could change, obviously, but but as of right now, they would they would be in. And um, I think you got to give it up. You got to give credit where it's due to their pitching. They. If you look at the the whole season, they have the 25th worst ERA, which shouldn't be surprising because you look at that pitching staff and you're like, well, they did, you know, they've only had Cole Hamels for you know a little bit of time. They don't have you Darvish. They got kind of a ragtag staff with with all these injuries. You mentioned Holland and, and Perez, so not a big surprise that their pitching you know wasn't great this year. But uh, you know, I, I hit up some splits because we like to look at splits and. Uh, you know, those Rangers who we thought had this horrible pitching, it was actually ninth best ERA in August, um, 10th best in September. So, you know, they're they're among the top third of the league, 
And for a team that, that we thought, you know, kind of the illusion is that they don't really have the pitching, um, it's actually doing better than, than expected. And part of that is Cole Hamels too, but I think part of it is, is you know, you get Derek Holland back, you get uh, Martin Perez back. And, and he Perez was actually pretty good in, in August. Uh, his two starts in September haven't been that wonderful, but if you think back to last year, remember he was he was at one point going to be like a breakout pitcher. Like his first couple starts, he looked really good. And then he went down with Tommy John, and we all kind of forgot about him. And, um, you know, he had 3.13 ERA in August and five starts, won a couple of games for them. So, um, you know, the pitching there, I think, is, is probably better than, than a lot of us think it is. And um, so I think as we, you know, size them up for what's going to happen next, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, if, the, if that pitching can, can stay consistent. And, you know, with Cole Hamilton rotation now, I think they have a better chance of that than, you know, they did a couple months ago. Yeah, and I think, you know, something you brought up there was the fact that overall their their full season ERA is not that good. I mean, you look at a lot of the stats or, you know, some of the advanced stuff too um, with this team, and I just, I don't think you can you can buy into them so much at this point because they've played so shorthanded all season. So, like, hitting-wise, I think if you look at some of the advanced stats, I like to look at WRC+, plus. they're, like, 25th or 26th in the league and like you said, with ERA and their FIP is really close to that as well. They're around the same place. The injuries have just really played a big role in that. And so this is probably just a much better team than the metrics indicate. And I think we're seeing that now, finally. Boom. Take that, metrics. So there you go. And that's coming from me. I love the metrics. So, <laughs> uh, Mike, I, I think a, another thing that the metrics have indicated is that Bryce Harper is far and away the MVP in the National League. However, the metrics don't have a vote. And from some of the people who do have a vote, we're starting to see this narrative uh, that maybe Joanna Cespedes deserves some votes, that maybe Anthony Rizzo or Paul Goldschmidt or even Joey Votto deserve some votes. And I just can't help but wonder if, we're actually living in a reality where Bryce Harper is going to somehow lose the NL MVP because um, Matt Williams blew the Nationals' lead. <laughs> Matt Williams cost Bryce Harper the MVP. Pretty much. Is that is that a is that a reality we're living in? I'm I'm going to go with a big old bleep. No, you can you can fill in whatever word you want there, but uh, hell no. I, I I think if Matt if Bryce Harper doesn't win the MVP then I, I would just be stunned. I mean, as much as you want to talk about how great Cespedes has been, uh, some of these other guys, I mean, dude, Bryce Harper has been killing it this year. And without Bryce Harper, I mean, the Nats would be, I don't know, they'd be like the Braves, man. They'd be they'd be one of those teams. And um, I, I just I just don't understand how uh, baseball writers would, would, would do that. I mean, I think for the most part, baseball writers are semi-rational people and, uh, I think I think most of them, you know, understand these things. So, some people might be getting swept up in kind of like the moment and thinking Cespedes deserves it, but uh, there, there's no way. I mean, there's no way that you can make a compelling case for for Cespedes, and I just don't think any of the other guys have, um, you know, number to number any 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 valid chance to to claim this over Harper. Yeah, I think it's all just kind of this what have you done for me lately narrative. So when Cespedes was going off and hitting a home run every night and the Mets were winning every game, which is kind of still happening, um, you're seeing people try and jump on that narrative. But I feel like the last, and this has only been like the last three days, Harper has hit three home runs or something against the Phillies, and suddenly you're not seeing that narrative anymore just because... In the last two games, Bryce Harper has done great things. So it just seems like, you know, it's it's certain people jumping on the narrative of the last 24 hours, even in some cases. And it's like, if Bryce Harper goes on this, this tiny hot run, even though the Nationals aren't playing all that well, it seems like people are, are going to gravitate back towards him. It's Twitter world, man. It's like a, people need something to talk about on Twitter. They're crazy. People need something to argue about. No, stop. <laughs> don't don't send that tweet out. Like it, it's it's irrational. Bryce Harper is the MVP. Case closed. 
I'm with you. So why don't you why don't you bring us back with with some positive back, news? Back to reality. I'll bring you. I'll bring you back down to the reality, Chris. The reality is that Barry Zito is back to being a major league major league pitcher. He's back in the big leagues, and uh, you know the A's are saying that, that this is this is because they need help. They need help in their bullpen. Um, personally, from like a nostalgia standpoint, as somebody from the Bay Area, um, I, I just think it, it's great if uh, this is Zito's last year, which seems like it's going to be. I mean, this is his comeback. He didn't make it to the major leagues until now. He spent all year in AAA. Um, he, he, he was a solid contributor, but he wasn't, you know, good enough to, to come back up, even even with the nostalgia and the popularity that he has in the Bay Area. So I, I think it, I think this is it. So it's nice of the A's to give him a big league send-off. Um, but there's been this talk about if they should let him start against Tim Hudson because Tim Hudson is coming to pitch for the Giants, and the Giants have set up this uh, kind of send-off for him where he's going to pitch at Oakland Coliseum, where, of course, you know he played for the A's for all those years. So that's going to be like his farewell game. And then now it's like, oh, well, what if they have Zito start against Tim Hudson? I mean, how... You know, wonderful would that be in like a 2002 kind of a way? Um, the A's, of course, say, "Oh, we're going to use Zito in the bullpen." Um, Chris, tell me, is is it the is it the worst idea not to start Barry Zito against Tim Hudson, or is it the actual worst worst idea? Because I think it's the worst worst idea. Yeah, this has to happen. Has to um, happen. I just, who's the victim? You know, who's the victim here? If if we see a Zito. Hudson start in 2015. Nobody. There's no, no exactly, exactly. So look, I understand both of these guys are far past their prime. You know, you you could even argue that maybe they're not all that effective as starting pitchers so, at, at this point. Right, exactly. The, just for nostalgia's sake, I would watch this game, and you know, the A's are not going to make the playoffs. The Giants are technically still in the hunt, but they're far enough out where it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs either. So it's not like there's there's nothing on the line for these teams. Why not give the fans, not just the local fans, but I mean the national fans. I, I have no rooting interest in either of these teams, but I would certainly watch that, that game just because uh, it reminds me of those early 2000 Oakland Athletics who were so successful with those two guys. So I, I love the idea. And the reason that they they the A's are saying that Hudson, I mean Zito's not going to start, is because he, you know he's not stretched out enough to be a starter. Um, he you know only pitched I think one inning in the last six weeks. He was he was hurt for a while, and then he came back as a as a reliever in AAA. Um, he hasn't got a ton of work lately. But they're saying he could he could be a reliever in this game on the 26th, right? In which case, like just start him then. Then just start him and let him pitch one inning. I, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess it would be cool to have him come out of the bullpen, but um, I, I want to see them. I want to see them both as the starters. I want to see Mark Mulder throw out the first pitch. I mean, I want to see the whole. I want to see the whole deal. Scott Scott Hatterberg can catch it if he wants. Um, you know, I don't know. Bring Brad Pitt out. Whatever you want to do. And I think for more than anything, you know, like you said, this is not going to matter in the standings, right? But for the A's, a team who don't draw all that well, and for the Bay Area, a, a place that you know is going to get kind of left out of baseball this year after they're used to being in the postseason so much, um, this would be a great moment. You know, the A's will the A's will fill up their their stadium, probably sell some tickets, make some money. We all know they can use it. Um, I don't know, man. I, set up a stadium fund, have Barry Zito, um, you know, pitch for tips outside the Coliseum, and and you know, maybe build a new new stadium that way. I don't know, but. I just I just feel like it has to happen, Chris. It, it has to. Even if he can only pitch two innings, let him start. It's cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm with you 100 percent here. Let's let's do it. Let's watch it. Let's live blog it. You know, let's do it all. If Will Ferrell can pitch, exactly. Barry Zito can pitch. I think they throw about the same oh. velocity. <laughs> there at this you point. go. That is the perfect end to that segment, Chris. Good job. <laughs> I applaud you. Thank you. Good job. So uh, I think it's time for some important questions. Fair enough. Mine is not that great. I we, will we need openly an questions theme song. By the way, we need a. We know. do. Yeah. All right. Anyways, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. Well, as as you know, the NFL started this this past week. I 
do. So uh, people have, have done this before, and that's why this is not a great important question. But which baseball player would you most like to see suit up and play in the NFL and vice versa? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, I think on the on the, the vice versa, I'd, I'd want to see J.J. Watt playing Major League oh, Baseball. You mean, stole mine. Come on, you have to. I also, it's, yeah. It's, a, love it's, it's an easy one. Okay, fine. Then I would say um, I'll go with just because he has the, the the pedigree, I guess I'd go with like a Russell Wilson. Um, Fair almost enough. like Kaepernick, but as a Niner fan, even even I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not there yet, man. I'm not I'm not to the point of of being happy with with Cap yet, even though the first game was good. Uh, but I think Russell Wilson. Plus, if, plus if he fails, I'd much rather watch Russell Russell Wilson fail than than Cap. So. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and uh, on the other side of it, I think I'd have to go with Mike Trout. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't we want to see? Yeah. Wouldn't we want to see Mike Trout do whatever whatever Mike Trout would do? I mean, I feel like Mike Trout could do everything. I mean, he could be your he he could be your running back, but he could also be your linebacker. Um, I, I feel like he could be a great safety. I feel like he could do pretty much any position. It, it could be eleven Mike Trout's against eleven Mike Trout's, and that'd be a good football game. I'm with you, and I think Trout is maybe the obvious answer. So I decided. You call me basic? Is that what you're saying, Chris? I'm not calling you basic, and it wasn't meant as an insult. But I thought about it a little bit, and I was like, no, nah, man, I want to see Prince Fielder out there. <laughs> and I'm not even sure what position he would play, but like, I just want to see him play something. Tight end? He, yeah, maybe tight end. Maybe he could be like uh, Ron Dane, or some <laughs> running back Ron Dane, just run people over. I think we've we've missed the uh, the opportunity though for Gronk to play baseball. That's true. Did, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, we missed this. See, now this is this was a good topic, Chris. I, I, I just mean, feel like it's been done before, no, yeah, but I'm it sure. is it's entertaining. We we didn't talk about how Bryce Harper, you know. Could, yeah, that'd be great too. He could be a linebacker, I'm sure. Um, I feel like Zach Greinke, as smart as he is, I'd, I'd like to watch him play football. I'd like to see Peyton Manning get on the mound, see if he does have any velocity left in that arm. But Zach Greinke would be one of those guys who would retire after one season. He'd pull the he'd pull that. Exactly. Out. Yes. I'm too smart for this. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to let you mess up my brain. As he should. Um, I feel like I feel like Miguel Sano would would be a good uh, football player. Yeah, that yeah. dude, he's yeah. nuts. I feel like he would. I feel like he definitely would. Um, I guess, you know, we, we missed a chance to say Billy Hamilton. Just send him uh, send him on some go routes. and Yeah, he'd be like Dante Stallworth or something, though. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's useful. What, as a good comparison? Well, no, I mean... You, Not really. Like you were, Dante you were Stallworth was the idea. Dante Stallworth is like the guy you want in Madden, but you don't really care about him in real life. Right. Yeah, he's good in Madden. That's it. Um, th- there's there's plenty of good opportunities. I think what well, might be interesting. Maybe we'll re- have to revisit this one, Chris. But if we had to, if we had to actually dr- put together a uh, or vice versa, one way or another, put together a baseball team full of football players yeah. or a football team full of baseball players, and actually do a draft, that'd be good. So maybe uh, that might be a good a good idea. We'll have to see that in the future. So my important question for you, Chris. I I, I earlier. Um, uh, I, I meant to ask you how Jay Cutler was doing. That is not the important question, mm. but a, a somewhat related question: How's your fantasy baseball team doing? It's not it's, great. It's it's the playoffs this week, right? So I'm I, wondering, I'm wondering what your what your uh, how you're doing in the fantasy baseball playoffs. Oof. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, I didn't make the fantasy baseball oh, playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs, Chris. Uh, Jeez, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But the good thing is, I'm on. Fantasy baseball vacation early, so <laughs> I can go to the you know imaginary tropical place and have some drinks with umbrellas. Hey, in did them. you know that I'm on fantasy f- baseball vacation this week too? You are? Yeah, I am. Because I have a buy, Chris. Oh uh, yeah. Because I have a buy. That's that's the well, reason. good for you. Yeah. I know. I know how much everyone loves hearing about other people's fantasy teams. Well, so. Chris, I don't. I don't think this is me talking about my fantasy team or me <laughs> talking about your fantasy team as much as it's me making fun of you. Mm. And I think people like that. I think I people think like that a lot more than they, they like me yeah. talking about fantasy baseball. They do appreciate that. But you can play daily fantasy baseball, Chris. If I can, if I can plug that, I've been. Have you done that before? Have you done the daily fantasy? 
I haven't. I've been a little nervous to do that. I've been playing with it a little bit. No, I've just been doing the free games, you know, because Yahoo, if anybody doesn't know, Yahoo Sports has, has Daily Fantasy now. For We've had it for a while, a couple months. Um, but I've been playing with it just to kind of see. I, I did one I did one recently, and it did not end well. It was <laughs> not a It was not a good thing. I, I need to understand the how it works a lot more. But, uh, yeah, it was it was not good. But we should – I don't know. I feel like it's fun to, to tinker around with. I don't know that I would actually – um, confident enough yet to put in any money. I did. I did it in football last week, and I did pretty good. But in baseball, I did, I did not. I did. I did not do well. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with you. I think I'm intimidated by the, just the one, one day thing with baseball. Just one game, so much can happen. I, I feel like I would not do well it's, with that. You know, I mean, like I, it was actually so. It was last night, and um, so I tried to do like a mixture of not just picking the stars because you know who knows. So I was like, I'm not going to pick Bryce Harper, and then he hit two homers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I picked, like, right, Logan yeah. Forsythe, and then, like, he did good for me, you know? And I, partially, I'm like, man, I wonder, I, I felt like I should pick Josh Reddick, and, of course, he had a big game, but I didn't. Um, and I went through and I made my lineup, and what, what I didn't what I didn't know um, going into this, again, I haven't done this too much, was, like, I made I picked all my all my position players, and then I was like, oh, I got a lot of good people, and then I didn't I didn't really realize that pitchers cost way more. Yeah. So I was like, oh, now i got to downgrade all these all these guys I had. Cause I had like Cespedes and Harper, and I'm like, oh, this is looking pretty good. Right, I right. To, I had to not do that because pitching was so expensive. So I'm learning. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying it though because I think it's kind of fun, Chris, and I think you should, and I think the listener should. And this is not me being a Yahoo company man. Just that I thought it was kind of a fun, a different way and a fun way to look at baseball. So yeah, I might give it a look. Yeah, I'll probably beat you in that too. Probably. What? All right. So I think this has been the stew pod. I think we're done. We've talked a lot. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Thanks to Andrew McCutcheon for uh, joining us. And uh, thanks to Chris for not being good at fantasy baseball. And thanks to me for being good. Yeah, there we go. Good job, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, and review us on iTunes and like us and, and tell your friends and all that kind of stuff. This has been the Stew Pod. We'll see you later. See, I never thought I'd get the chance to do some things I've already done. So in some ways, I've already won. And if the credits roll here, this will be a great flick. But please hold your applause, yo, I'm only begun. Not famous, I'm known round here, though. And all I ever really wanted to be was a hometown hero.